Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. We are live on both platforms. What's going on, everybody? We are here with Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 214, live on Facebook and Twitch. KB, Matt, coming at you live from Underground Studios. As always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novig Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. What's going on, man? Sorry, I'm a little, uh, got you stuck on the little... chair. There we go. There we go. Horses out of the corral. I am living the dream. As always. Uh, and make sure you guys check out our design tree storefront, dsgntree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Use the promo code SPRING20 for 20% off your entire order. Matt, uh, it seems like the Sixers are just uh, in the commonplace of allowing their superstars to play on national TV, get injured, and then just prolong said injury, as Ben Simmons is now out with a a nerve impingement in his back. Yep, which is great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was uh, previously the Rockets, and, you know, what a juicy matchup, you know, uh, against... uh... The, the box and you know and uh, you were almost certainly going to get blown out in because you're terrible on the road well, certainly going to get blown out in because you're terrible on the road why not risk uh, you know your young star's future health and the success of your team for for one game that you were almost certainly going to lose anyway um, incredibly frustrating uh, there was I, I was confused because I I was pretty certain that he was going to be out uh, then all of a sudden he was he was playing yeah. on, on Saturday. Um, and see, you know, he leaves the game and, you know, and, and has to go get checked out. And then we find out that he's getting these extra MRIs. I mean, you know, anything with the back is scary because this is the, the type of injury that can linger. It's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, knee injuries or foot injuries for big men. Uh, you, you worry about the long-term impact of that. And, you know, your, your back is obviously an important part of your body, especially when you're built like Ben Simmons and you play the way he does. Um, so hopefully this is something that is is very much in the short term, but back injuries are tricky and and can be career ending even. You know, I truly mm-hmm. like it's it's not, not really even a uh, hyperbolic to think that way. Like it, it, these are the kind of stuff that can linger for years on, on guys. So hopefully it's not that serious, but um, it's incredibly risky to have have played him in the first place. I don't know how. I just don't know how you don't like. I, I get that you don't want to rest him, especially because it was a prime time game. I get it; it was built up all this way. But you know, this is a guy, by the way, that's incredibly young and that you just committed a long term future to, right? I mean, you, you've signed him to a max deal. There's the rumors that the franchise values Ben Simmons more than Joel Embiid. Yeah, uh, well, clearly they value them about the same since they were True. Both, they were willing to risk both of their their future health and career uh, just to I don't know get a, a maybe like. 5,000 more people to tune in <laughs> like it's just it's so inconsequential um I, I I can't help but think it's just absolutely stupid and I I just like I said I hope that Ben comes back healthy from this but I mean this is also now you're going to be missing him for the next two weeks you know and at least it's another layoff with this starting lineup that was just got healthy literally last week <laughs> um you know, after the All-Star break, finally everyone's back, and then, you know, we can maybe get into a groove, and, you know, here we are again with with another injury layoff for one of our starters, and um, Ben's an incredibly hard uh, person to, to fill a hole with. Um, you know, they obviously beat up on the Hawks Monday without him, but should be beating the Hawks at home regardless, but now it's, uh, it's a big question mark for this team moving forward in a, in a lot of ways, not even just, you know, in terms of you know starting but what what is this organization doing right and and this is on top of 
season ticket holders finding out that, you know, from two years ago, their season ticket prices essentially per game have doubled. Uh, a lot of fans not happy about it. Um, you know, and I think the Sixers chose the worst possible time to announce that season ticket prices were going to be going up. Obviously, our guy Dan Morgan, the host of Process Potables, he's a season ticket holder. He's very frustrated um, with the whole, you know, issue. And there's been a lot of, you know, people on the social media uh, websites that you're all on, Twitter, Facebook, wherever it may be, talking about, you know, the Sixers ownership group just needs to get out. Like, they need to sell the team. They were never in it for the, the success of the Sixers. It was more of just a, a money grab for them. They've, you know, turned this team into what it is. Time to move on. I mean, yeah, it's a, they're they're what a a fund group. They're a hedge fund management group. They they're purely in it for the financial gain, which they've seen. I'm sure tremendous gains on. I mean, they bought this uh, organization on the cheap, and pretty much every NBA team now is going to go for a billion at a minimum. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've already seen tremendous return on their investment, and you know, I I don't think anyone's really ever bought in josh harris isn't like the sole owner but he's kind of mm -hmm. the face of the ownership group and no one's ever been convinced of his um charisma no one's ever been convinced of his basketball acumen and who he appoints and who he's brought in um in fact he's been incredibly spineless when it comes to the league coming down on him you know getting rid of stan uh um Stan Hinkie, jeez. Sam Hinkie. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hinkie uh, in favor of the Colangelos, um, who suck. And by the way, like half this front office is still a remnant it's of that, more. which is weird. I don't know. It's just, um, it's it's like, you know, you, you had an operation to clear up like some kind of uh, tumor, mm -hmm. and they left like a bunch of pieces behind still. Like, you can't really carry on living that way. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I personally would love if they sold the team. I don't see it happening. Um, and there's obviously the risk too of uh, it may be hard to believe this. Whoever buys the team next may not actually be good. One thing you can say about them though is that they're they're willing to pay the tax at least for the foreseeable future, right? I mean, yeah. they, they, a lot of teams will not even allow you to sign the deals to put you in a situation that the Sixers are going to. Now, of course, the deals that they've signed aren't great value. And it's not like this team is like the Warriors where you go into the luxury taxes, you know you can absolutely win a championship. Mm -hmm. Sixers, it's it's obviously much more of a risk here. But they have committed at least financially somewhat to this team, which should be commended, but also they're billionaires, so screw it. They should right. be paying that money anyway. Hey, John Middleton, you listening? But it could be worse. You, you look at, like, the Rockets, right? Right. Get sold, and it, their owner doesn't want to pay the luxury tax, and will will demand that the moves are made in conjunction with that. And that sucks because you're, you're limiting the ceiling of the team. Um, so you know, it, yes, right now the ownership group isn't great, but um, you know the, the old saying "grass isn't always greener." It's, right. it's true. You could end up with another crappy owner who, who doesn't care about the team. You know, I think Philly in general has been lucky with owners. Mm -hmm. We we don't really have too many real stubborn people um, that don't connect with the fans at all, that, that just use teams simply as revenue service. Um, you know, Ed Snyder was like one of the best owners because he yeah. was always willing to spend the money and he was willing to spend whatever it took to make the Flyers competitive. Um, I think the Eagles are the same way. I, again, I think you, you have to say the Sixers have been committed to at least making this work and mm -hmm. making this team good. They haven't done it in the best way, in the smartest way, and I think they've made poor decisions in, in a lot of areas, but... They also haven't backed out of that deal yet. Now, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in two years maybe curb some of this, but you know, you do you do have to say that they've they've at least done that, which I think is the <laughs> bare minimum. But a lot of owners don't. They just simply don't. So what can you do? Um it's it's just a, a strange way and, and we wouldn't have it any other way when it comes to the Sixers. Uh, a strange start to the second half of this season that has just been incredibly strange. Um they get things going uh, probably just now as we're recording this uh, with the Cavs. Andre Drummond, too scared to play against Joel Embiid. He is out tonight. Um, this should be another win for the Sixers, like no doubt about it. But again, it's the 2019-2020 season, and we've seen some absolutely stupid things happen. But without Andre Drummond, the way the Cavs are kind of operating now, their coach, you know, stepped down was forced out whatever you want to call it uh this should be a no-brainer win on the road for the sixers 
should be. Um, and Embiid, you know, had obviously a monster night, you know, Monday, and you'd expect that to continue tonight. Um, but if there's one thing this team has shown us is you can absolutely not bank on them at the road at all. They, 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 this is just not a team you can count on in any situation, but should be beating Cleveland on the road. Let's let's just be very frank about it. Um, there's really no excuse if they lose tonight. There, there is, there's absolutely zero. So um, let's hope that they, they come away with the win. You know, let's not forget, too, that you know, what this team is fighting for, which is that home court advantage, right. at least in the first series of the playoffs. Um, you know, if you can get that four seed, you know, very likely to be playing Miami, that could be very important because um, we've been pretty tight with them uh, anytime we've played this season. So you, you want to have that advantage. And, and that's really what the Sixers are playing for now. And, you know, with some other teams dropping games in, in the league, you, you want to be making up ground wherever you can. And this is mm-hmm. a perfect opportunity to do that. And you look at, you know, that Hawks game, like you said, Embiid went off, career high 49 points, uh, 14 rebounds in 36 minutes, flips off Kevin Herter, apologizes for it, apologizes for dropping the F-bomb live in his post-game interview with Serena, and then gets fined $25,000. Um, so moral of the story, shout out to Sasha. You guys know her from the Mike Scott Hive uh, and Sixers Twitter. Moral of the story there is just don't apologize. You know, you're going to get fined anyway. There's no need to apologize. Um, but Joel goes off, Kevin Herter, ruining the 50-point potential there. Um, but this is, you know, what we expect from Embiid on most nights. It's him just to be able to have that clutch gene uh, that everybody talks about, you know, have that extra oomph to go in there and, and have a career night at any given moment yeah i mean you know not obviously now with with ben out you know when we saw him beat out for those you know two weeks we saw ben obviously really step up and, mm. and had uh, really tremendous performances so you know over that time span very likely to see the same thing for Embiid over these next two weeks. We're, we're going to see he's obviously not going to be dropping 49 every right. night. Um, be great if he did, but you know we're, we're going to see kind of these more monster games from Joel, and that's just because of you know, a lot more opportunities for him to work with. Expect Tobias as well to have mm-hmm. a, a good spell here. Um, yeah, another I mean, quality game against the Hawks with ex- 25 points. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, Tobias, he's always going to get stick of his contract. I actually think he's still been pretty good this mm-hmm. year. Um, obviously has his flaws, but being to death at this point, I, I, I'm all in on Tobias, and so is the organization. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Embiid's kind of uh, wrecking ball tour that he's going to go on, uh, because you know now with him is, is the real focal point of this offense, it's, it's going to get interesting. He's trying to win that bleeping championship. Um, I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> Shake Milton getting the start tonight. Uh, in place of Ben Simmons, we'll see how Shake plays uh, with the starters, and it's just another new lineup for Brett Brown. Obviously, you know he's gone with the the Furkan Korkmaz starting lineup. Uh, now the Shake Milton starting lineup. We've had the Matisse Leibel, uh lineups. We've had the Mike Scott lineups. It's just another you know added element to Brett Brown and what he's had to kind of go through with this roster this year. He is, um, I don't know how he isn't constantly chain smoking and (laughs) (laughs) like a a dirty blazer and undershirt with no tie, just like, oh, (laughs) another lineup (laughs) just doubled over in pain at all times because this man, listen, like Brett has his flaws. But God bless him. This dude has had the most difficult job in basketball. <laughs> like, and it just gets harder and harder every week. It's just everything that could go wrong constantly does for him. And uh, I, I I, feel a lot of empathy for him as a human being because, damn it, he just always has to deal with something. <laughs> and Brett has literally aged like a president. Like, we, we've talked about this on shows before, but you go back and look at Brett Brown when he was first hired to now, and my God, like, this team has just absolutely aged him, like, two decades. Yeah. Well, can't yeah, that blame could be, That could be said of a lot of us, honestly. That's very true. Um, we'll keep you guys updated uh, throughout the podcast, too, on the score with the Cavs and Sixers. Right now, Sixers down 4-1 to one, uh, early on in the first quarter. But uh, Kyle Newbeck from Philly Voice actually spoke with uh, a doctor today uh, during the time that he had before the game tonight to kind of get a glimpse into what this whole nerve impingement thing is for Ben Simmons. Um, Very awesome article. You guys should definitely check it out. Kyle does a great job covering the team. But, um, you know, some highlights from it. It's just, you know, if you talk about the lumbar spine, you have bones that stack up on each other. 
your vertebrae, obviously. And in between each level of the bones, you have a pair of nerves that come out on each side, and they go uh, they go to innervate the lower leg uh, and that type of thing. What happens when you have a nerve impingement? There's is there some type of injury where a nerve gets compressed or pinched? So, you know, we've seen kind of nerve impingement on a larger scale with Carson Wentz a couple seasons ago. Um, and we know how painful that was for Carson where there were moments where he couldn't even sit down, uh, with his back injury. So hopefully this isn't as extreme as Carson Wentz's back injury that Ben Simmons is dealing with. Um, but if you guys want a a full blown, you know, run through of what this injury could potentially mean for Ben, definitely go check out Kyle's article on Philly voice. Um, cause it's a, a really good read, but, you know, we're closing in on the month of February, month of March is coming up. This seems like it's going to be the final iteration of the Sixers. Um, you know, there could be that potential. Let's cut Kylo Quinn and pick somebody else up uh, that's actually going to contribute. But this seems like it's the locked and loaded roster and there's not going to be much, you know, of the 10 day buyout contracts that we've uh, kind of been a- accustomed to the past couple seasons. Yeah, I mean, um seems like the team is has loaded up with what they have and I think it's you know one of the better uh assemblies that we've had of a team believe it or not uh and bench is decent enough I, I it might be one of our our best benches if not our best bench in this kind of era um you know but there, there's still a lot of flaws and weaknesses with this team and um you know, the closer we get to the playoffs uh, the more excited I get because that's what this team has been building towards but you know I get even uh, more anxious and nervous because I, one thing about the Sixers, I think they they need quite a bit to go their way to to win an NBA championship this year. That's really not a whole lot in their control, and I think against the the best teams, um, especially when they consider road performances, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. And and again, you, I think you're going to need to see some things really go the Sixers' way. Um, they can make some of that happen. They certainly have the the talent to go very deep in the playoffs, but. Um, there's there's still quite a few question marks, and now again with with Ben being out, you're gonna lose some of that continuity, and and hopefully you know again it's not a long term injury with him, mm-hmm. you know because you start talking about two weeks reevaluate, and a week after that you're you're cutting into almost April now. That's that's where it starts to get hairy, and and you want him back at least you know a week or two before the playoffs get back in some rhythm and you know some actual game sharpness. But um, I, I think. Still quite a bit to be optimistic about, but again, as we like get closer and closer to the playoffs and I really start thinking about it, I'm like my hand just starts sweating. <laughs> it's a, it's a, <laughs> a biological reaction. It is absolutely insane. And obviously tomorrow, uh, the Knicks to wrap up the month of February, um, you know, should be a, a nice little stretch of wins here for the Sixers as they get set for that West Coast road trip. Uh, against the Clippers, Lakers, Kings, and Warriors. Who knows if we see Steph Curry back for the Warriors in that He's game. apparently bad uh, March 1st. So he could be back in there if all things go right for him. Um, but, you know, the Sixers should be able to wrap up this month of February with a nice little uh, win streak going here following that unfortunate loss to the Bucks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> unfortunate is what we'll call it. Uh, an absolute schooling in the second half on the road yet again. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, but we've got the the ultimate news that everybody was waiting for, and uh, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, we talked about on Saturday when we were at Ducharms uh, about the Philly fanatic Matt, and he's getting a uh, some work done. But before we talk about the fanatic getting some work done, you know where people can go get some work done. Our friends at Bob Novick. Wow. What a segue. What a segue. Uh, they've got a special running until the end of April. April 30th is the last day you can get this. Buy one, get one on your Sorry, oil Al changes. Sorry, passed into the open. Attaboy, Horford. Uh, buy one, get one oil changes includes a free tire rotation, complimentary alignment check, and multi-point inspection. Alignment special, $59.95. Tire balance special, plus weights. Twenty nine ninety five. If you want to go get this done uh, at our friends at Bob Novick Auto Mall, call for an appointment at 856-451-0095 or check out their website, bobnovickgm.com. Let them know Underground Sports Philadelphia sent you uh, their way. But Matt, the Fanatic got uh, some work done this offseason because the Phillies, like their roster, continue to be cheap and uh, – 
didn't want to pay the the creators of the fanatic to uh maintain our our lovable furry green friend and um he looks pretty weird to say the least he looks like he went to like carnival in brazil and he forgot to take like his glasses off while he was there <laughs> um and his tail looks like it was like accidentally dipped in paint it's uh i'll say it's not like the the worst thing i've seen i think it could have been worse um it's still largely the fanatic that we know um the the blue like eyebrow thing though is going to take some getting used to and uh i just the larger rear end yeah it's a little strange a little more dinosaur like now which i'm not a fan of yeah his um, snout is a lot more, you know, shorter and, yeah. and stout than it used to be. Um, he's got, like, human hands now that yeah. are more visible. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. They were kind of just furry and made sense. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, Disney's on this big kick now of, like, reanimating yes. all of the actual animation into, like, super realistic. It's like, oh, the Lion King's going to be sick, like, reanimated. Then you watch it, like, uh, this is... Kind of unsettling, actually. I'm not bit. sure I like this. This is like, <laughs> you wanted the fanatic, but more like a human. Here you go. Like, no one asked for this. It's uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, I, I think after a season, everyone will kind of move past it. As time moves away, you know, this will just be the one that everyone remembers. But, yeah, for, for the time being, it's definitely a little uncomfortable. It's getting close. What's the Red Sox mascot? What's he called? Wally, he's, I think. Yeah, he's getting a little too Wally. Like, yeah, you it's just like Wally and like the the Rockies mascot. Yeah, like, kind of ran into each but, other with a sprinkle of orbit from the Astros. <laughs> um, but there are rumors that the original fanatic could return in June. Um, not sure how or why. We'll have to do some uh, research into that. But. Uh, Former producer before he played drums with the Killers, Tyler Steinbrand, checking in in the Facebook chat, and he said he looks like the uh, It's Always Sunny bum fanatic. The, the um, frenetic. Yes. So, uh, plus, one of the, the smaller changes that a lot of people didn't notice, uh, he's got new shoes. They don't tie anymore. He's got Velcro shoes uh, with the Bell logo. Well, the, the fanatic was in an accident, <laughs> and he's you know having some trouble adjusting to his new life. He has... He has limited capabilities. Now. And uh, his eyebrows, instead of being eyebrows, are now stars. It's it's just kind of a weird change. Like, it looks like Elton John threw up on the Fanatic. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it, the hands and the, like, feathers on the arms bother me. And, like you said, the, the blue around the eyes not being what it was and kind of covering everything. It's like, you know... Cookie Monster had some dandruff and it, it fell on the fanatic's face. Yeah. Um, and then the snout is the biggest thing, you know. It, it's kind of just uniform now in size. It's much where, more Yoshi like now too. Like yeah, uh, he's like Birdo. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> but you know, like I said, I think the further we get away from it, uh, we'll all start to feel a little more comfortable. It's like you know, your stepdad. <laughs> you're gonna get used to him at some point. Uh, he's gonna be around forever. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, it'd be nice if we could just have, have the, just, just the pay the, the puppeteers, what are you like, gonna do? you know, the Phillies are a multi-billion dollar corporation. It should not be that hard to dish out, you know, the money, you know, obviously there's the rumor that they gave out the offer of $25 million to kind of tell the, the creators to just go away. Um, but I can't imagine that it's you know, a, a life altering amount of money that these creators are asking for that the Phillies won't be able to recoup in, you know, a matter of weeks in just, you know, Jersey sales and, and their TV deal and everything. Um, so hopefully we get the OG fanatic back, but, um, first glance and, and first look, I'm not the biggest fan of the, the new remodel. And I think a lot of Phillies fans feel the same way. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, a little unsettling, but um, I don't know. As long as the kids aren't afraid of them, I guess that's what matters <laughs> most. Because it's ultimately we love the mascot, we we love the fanatic, but he's he's mostly for the kids. And as long as he's not scaring any of them um, more than he would normally do anyway, because he was already kind of a, an unsettling creature to look at, uh, would be good. And as long as he still has the hip shake thing, as long as that yeah. still works, uh, did lose a bit of the gut. So yeah, hopefully that that hasn't also gone to his ass <laughs> well as you get older you know it all just as larry bow would sinks. say it's all in the ass 
Um, hopefully the Galapagos gang didn't get a uh, a remodel as well. You know, they're very simple and minimalistic. Yeah. Well, they are the last of their kind. <laughs> no extinction process. <laughs> uh, spring training's been kind of interesting. Obviously, not all of the games on TV, which is kind of ridiculous to me. But uh, Joe Girardi's been impressed with Gene Score at third base. He had a, a pretty good game today. Uh, started a, a you know double play from third base and he's looking comfortable it doesn't look kind of forced or awkward while he's playing the hot corner and you know the Phillies are going to try him out at third base and if he continues to look good it's it's a positive for this team in terms of being able to kind of bring Alec Bohm along a little bit more and get him some just actual playing time at triple-a and then it lets Scott Kingery play his natural position more than anything else. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this is if we can finally see Scott Kingery every day at second base, I'm ecstatic. Hey, I mean, forget about coronavirus. It's all about bone fever. Uh, that, <laughs> that to me is the true epidemic that, that we need to be worrying about. But um, yeah, I mean, it's plenty to be. It's it's spring training. So for me, it's hard to, to really sink my teeth into it too much and uh, get carried away. But, um, you know, I only say that until someone I really love does very well. And then, you know, spring training, I've always said, is so important. And, you know, you carry that rhythm into the season with you. Uh, but it, it's good to see some of the young guys also playing a, a bit. And um, I've especially loved in non-Philly spring training, watching uh, Astros players get booed in their own stadium in spring training <laughs> and getting absolutely beamed. Uh, that's been great. Altuve signing balls and someone asking to see his tattoo. <laughs> Uh, man, they just deserve Astros employees <laughs> taking signs away. They're in midseason season. Did you form. see the one sign that said, uh, I had a better sign, but the Astros stole yes. it. <laughs> that was great. That is a, I want that on a shirt. They're in, <laughs> they're in mid season four. I had a better shirt, but Altuve took it. <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great to see them just get absolutely abused. They deserve every second of it. It's um, absolutely hilarious. I think they, they've already had. Is it four or six people hit by pitch? And Something like, like that. <laughs> just like an obscene more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, big takeaways I think that we've seen is that the pitching staff has looked pretty good so far across the board. You know, Aaron Nola's pitched in a game so far. Zach Eflin, um, two innings today, only one walk, zero hits, zero earned runs. Great sign from him, especially since uh, he had a, a low-level minor league catcher um, you know, catching for him today. And that's a, a positive sign too for the development of these lower level Phillies prospects. Um, Raphael Marchand is is highly regarded in this Phillies organization at the lower levels of catching prospects. Um, he's a former infielder that got converted uh, to playing catcher and he's a switch hitter and he's incredible behind the plate. And Joe Girardi has been singing his praises as well. Um, has only had really one mistake, and it was today he kind of overran uh, a pop-up. And, you know, if, if the Phillies can continue developing him and figure some things out, they might have, you know, the next young guy to come up behind JT, and they won't really have to worry about the catching position in the long term. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing I've been thinking about that the Phillies a lot and, and where they can improve, and I think we uh, touched on this a lot last year. I, I, I think we've kind of let it go during the offseason, but how bad this team was with runners in scoring position. Uh, um, you know, the, the the clutch hitting last mm -hmm. year was absolutely woeful. Everyone but Bryce was terrible. JT, unfortunately, being one of those casualties, uh, he frequently found himself leaving, you know, 12 guys on base <laughs> throughout the game. So, um, you know, if you're looking for reasons to believe that the Phillies can can turn it around this year, that's that's another one uh, where I think, you know, you, you just get a little more confidence. And I, I think so much of, of what's going to change this season is just, um, you know, a little bit better management and, and guys having more clear and defined roles and just some, uh, I think, better uh, confidence and, and, and mental health, <laughs> yes. I think, is, is just going to be uh, better for, for everyone on the team. And uh, especially, you know, pitching and, and the bullpen, if everyone can have just a, a clearer sense of what they're supposed to be doing and aren't constantly being shuffled around, think uh, probably the best for everyone Nick Pavetta's actually looked good which is a positive sign was using uh, a new pitch that he's developed which is everything we've been clamoring for over the past couple of seasons is Nick Pavetta needs that you know other alternative pitch to come in and, and really be that dynamic 
rotation starter that the Phillies thought they were going to have the past couple seasons. And even if we can go back, you know, I was listening to, uh, you know, John Stolness talk about this from uh, The Good Fight. And he said, you know, even if we can get a 2018 performance from Nick Pavetta this year and just have a little bit more of a tweak to what he's been able to do so far in spring training, that's a really good sign for the Phillies. Uh, kind of banking on the guys that have been on this roster. Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be egg on our face for complaining about not addressing the pitching in the offseason. I frankly hope that I'm licking yoke off of my nose because uh, that'd be what's best for the Phillies. Um, I just I just do worry again that we're all getting those high hopes uh, only to be crushed. And, you know, we, we kind of fall into this trap, I think, a lot uh, the, the past few years with the Phillies in that, we really build our, our belief in them, and it ultimately comes crashing down. Um, now, there's reason to believe that this year could be different, which we've, mm-hmm. we've mentioned before. So, obviously, just trusting them again to, to hopefully make a, a real change this year and a, a step into being an actual contender. Um, but uh, I am in the uh, the St. Thomas boat of I'll, I'll believe it when I see it <laughs> at the same time. You know, like I'm, I'm ready to get excited. I've bought in, but... Um, you are on a shorter leash this year, mm-hmm. Phillies. Last year, I was willing to go all in, and I was very excited for the Phillies season. This year, I've, I'm a little more reserved, but I'm still very pumped to, to watch this team, you know, uh, progress into the regular season. Just wish we could watch them more on TV, but yeah. you know, Major League Baseball. What are you gonna do? Next couple games for the Phillies should be like the Union, who are allowing uh, local, uh, you know. Uh, markets to watch the games on uh the the union website this year which is fantastic because it's almost it is let me tell you as someone who does not have cable it is a bitch to watch local sports <laughs> it is especially in the philly area because we're the only area yeah. of the country that is like oh you don't want a cable package jump Black off a out. bridge <laughs> uh yeah union tv deal i think you know quote unquote is a fantastic every single sports team should be doing that regardless of what league you're in. Um, that needs to be kind of the new wave. I think going into 2020 is stream the games on your website. Make it easy. I, and listen, here's the thing too that, that annoys me, and this is for all sports, is and it's the same with MLS actually. And ESPN Plus is great. It's five bucks a month. You get MLS, uh, but it's all out of market. Right? You can't watch the union on live on ESPN Plus. You can only watch the rebroadcasts. Um, but you get, you know, tons of other sports, mm-hmm. tons of little documentaries, all the 30 for 30s on there. It's definitely worth it. Like, it's it's worth your time. But it's the same issue that I have with, you know, uh, NHL League Pass and NBA League Pass and NFL Red Zone Ticket, blank, blank, mm-hmm. blank, whatever. Hey, your, your local team has always blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why am I paying two? And these things aren't cheap either. These things no. are hundreds of dollars for a year subscription. If I can't even watch my own team, like I, I frankly, I don't care that much about other teams in these leagues. You know, only when my team is playing them do mm-hmm. I really care that much about them. Like bouncing around, you know, on a few like marquee games in all the sports every you know every week. But it's not, it's not why I'm buying it. And you know, those services don't work as well as what are quote unquote illegal streams do. You know, it's, right. it's much easier for me to pop up an NBA stream um, than even to find it on my actual like uh, like my actual NBA subscribe Reddit. service. Like a you know it, it's I don't know. So I, I that's that's my one issue with all streaming services that you know if I'm gonna pay for it, let me watch my right. local team. Like it's just it's very frustrating. Uh, next couple games coming up for the Phillies tomorrow. Uh, they play against the Red Sox. Uh, at the Red Sox spring training facility. Then they get a, a nice little matchup with the Braves on Friday afternoon. Saturday, uh, they've got a game against the Blue Jays at that typical Blue Jays 1.07 p.m. start time. Um, and then Sunday, they've got a, a matchup with the Orioles, and then they go to the Braves facility for some nighttime spring training uh, on Monday. And then Wednesday, they uh, host the Pirates in Clearwater. Uh, actually, they've got split squad uh, more than likely on Wednesday. Um, they've got a night game against the Yankees. So some fun little spring training matchups. Uh, one day we'll be down at spring training uh, taking in all this action. And um, very excited, though, that Phillies baseball is back. And the way that the team's kind of been playing, whether it's win or lose, um, it's spring training. And that's the biggest takeaway from it. You just... Uh, you just have to make sure that you're watching 
spring training games for individual player performance, I'd say, and kind of just picking up on things that weren't there last year. Um, because in the grand scheme of things, spring training games really don't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like all preseason things. It's fun, you know, especially if it's local and you have the chance to go. Obviously, going to Florida is a bigger yes. thing. But, you know, there's plenty of people that live in Florida that get to see their team live where they typically wouldn't be able to. So that's cool and obviously uh, good for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's just hard to care too much about preseason. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun to have on and think about and, you know, get you reinvigorated. But ultimately, results aren't really that important. We've got a, a question in the Twitch chat. Uh Watching your local team does it work if you just buy the team pass for that single team? There is, I don't believe there is a, a single team pass, which is the issue. You should like, yep. I should be able to just say, hey, I love I the Sixers. I want to be able to just get a dedicated mm-hmm. stream year round of the Sixers. I'm willing to pay money for that. I'm willing to, I'll pay like fifty bucks for a season of Sixers games just being able to have an app. I just open when the Sixers are on, it plays, and I get like the pre and post game show. It's, I'm willing to pay for this, but you know it's. Um, yeah, as far as I know, there is no way to get a single mm-hmm. team pass because the issue is is that local broadcasters have deals that, you know, especially in the Philly area. The Philly yeah. area is the worst of this because Comcast is so, like, embedded. Yep. Uh, with, you know, like, literally in the Wells Fargo Center, this is Comcast country. Yes, owned <laughs> so, by Comcast. So it's, it's difficult, uh, especially for the Philly market, to have local sports. I think the only streaming service i know of that you can still get local sports even if you are in the philly area is youtube tv yes but they just raised their price so it's like 50 bucks a month which is kind of garbage insane um you know there's much more affordable options out there so it's like it's give and take Mm -hmm. um yeah and unfortunately living a life dependent on finding uh other stream sources can be frustrating but you know gotta stick it to the man any way you can typical on brand for the sixers on the road uh down by 11 points at the end of the first quarter um, twenty-eight, seventeen calves. But uh, speaking of Comcast Country, hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, Matt, I think it's time. It's beyond time that uh we start taking the fly guy seriously. They are they are rolling, and it's fun to watch. They've got that that flyer swagger back. Um, they want in on this divisional race and. I don't see them slowing down. You know, the way that they're playing, they're playing with confidence, and that's the biggest key, I think, when it comes to just anything in the NHL is they're playing with a swagger that's unmatched by many teams right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, best team in hockey over the last 20 games, uh, similar to the Sixers in that they refuse to lose when they're at home. I think Carter Hart is 17-2-2 in starts at home, which is just obscene. And, um, yeah, I mean... You have to say, like they've they've turned themselves into like genuine contenders over the past like month and a half now. Um, you know, really since December, this team has been on kind of a, a different level, and I you have to give them their credit and and start to buy in. It's it's insane that the Flyers might win a championship before the Sixers, you know, because it just felt <laughs> it felt like for a very long time now that uh, it was going to be the opposite way. But um, it's going to be a real shot in my knee if they, if the Flyers uh, lift the cup. Um, for the Sixers win win a ring, but hockey's dumb, <laughs> and uh, anything can happen. And you continue winning like this, and good things go your way. They won five out of their last six. Uh, a big win against the Sharks yesterday. Um, they've got a, a back-to-back with the Rangers coming up, a, a home-and-home with them. Very important um, series, too. Yes, and Flyers made some moves at the deadline, too. Not as big as some of the other teams in the division, um, but they acquired Nate Thompson in a trade from the Canadians for a 2021 fifth-round draft pick. And then they also acquired Derek Grant um, for a, a minor league player and a draft pick as well. Our hockey guy, Dylan Mazzola, is very excited about Derek Grant, so it's hard to not also be excited if Dylan's excited, knowing his uh, his knowledge of the, the league and the sport. But Flyers go and make some moves to improve this roster and get a little bit deeper. Um, and one other thing we can celebrate is Wayne Simmons is no longer a New Jersey Devil. Yeah, that's obviously you know uh, good for the soul. That yes, one. <laughs> it cleanses it. Um, yeah, I mean you know they, they take care of uh, business against the Rangers too, and then they got the Capitals right after. Like this is their their opportunity to 
to really kind of uh, you know make make their case for for being in the, in the top part of the metro, which is a very difficult division. Um, Flyers, like I think Stanley Cup odds are at like seven point six percent, which is sick. <laughs> um, you know because again it's it's just remarkable because the Flyers are such an up and down team and they they've been streaky the past few years and even you know earlier this season I think there was you know all the talk about like low attendance and uh, people not buying in with this team and. Um, you know, there's still some negativity around it, and that's all really melted away. It turns out winning fixes a lot of this stuff, and <laughs> everyone's back on board, and that's a good feeling. And you know, Kevin Hayes is, is putting the goals in, which is great. Um, someone that I think was a little maligned in, in the summer when he was signed to the Flyers, and now he's kind of this, uh, I don't even think cult hero. I think he's just a general hero now of the team, and it's all, it's all smooth sailing right now for the Flyers, which is great, and, you know, Obviously now too that the playoffs look increasingly likely for them. You know they're they're almost certainly going to be in the playoffs, which is great um, because obviously you want all Philly teams to be successful. And I've I've missed you know genuine playoff hockey. Yeah, and uh, some of the quotes um, from Chuck Fletcher, he, he said the team deserved additions. You know the way they've been playing, they wanted to add to the team, but they also didn't want players to lose their roles that they've been in, uh, and he didn't want to overhaul the team. Granted, the Flyers are also in a bit of cap hell, um, so there wasn't going to be much uh, big time moving around with this team. But um, Derek Grant said he takes a lot of pride in his defense, defensive zone starts and his penalty kill, um, and he's excited to join a contender. Said he's heard nothing about nothing but good things about the Flyers, and obviously he and Thompson made their their debut last night, um, which is great for this team to you know kind of stick it to the Sixers as well as like, hey, we made acquisitions and they played the very next day. Um, but the Flyers, like you said, their their odds to win the Stanley Cup in one week uh, at the Westgate Superbook in Vegas, um, they went from 40 to 1. They're now at 20 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. Um, and their line to win the Eastern Conference dropped from 20 to 1 to 10 to 1 entering this week's games. People are buying in, which is great. It's it's good to be a little bit of the favorite, and man, you know, it's going to be a, a very interesting playoffs as we start to bear. You know, same way for the Sixers, right? Except, kind of with the Flyers, it, it feels a little more uh, happy-go-lucky, almost a little more like house money type of deal. Um, despite the fact that they've been this like purgatory team for the mm-hmm. past few years and haven't really been doing uh, much of anything. You know, now they've they've put it together, and again, there I don't think there's a lot of optimism about this team coming into the year. It really could have gone any way. We had and, optimistic October, and that was it. Yeah, and here we are. You know, where the optimism has um, this may be the peak. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you hope that this uh, this good feeling just continues. And I mean, the Flyers are playing well. There's really no other way to say it. Yeah, right now they're third. In the Metropolitan with yeah, 79 six, points. Sixers are going on the back burner. <laughs> uh, gotta love it. Uh, yeah, the Flyers are third, still in the Met uh, with 79 points, one point behind those dastardly Penguins, um, and you know only a few points behind the Capitals for first place. Like The Flyers are making a legit push to potentially end up winning the Metropolitan Division, which is coming into this season, you wouldn't have even guessed that was a possibility knowing how good some of the teams in this division were. You know, you look at the Capitals, the Penguins, even the Islanders after the season they had, the Hurricanes, knowing the talent they have with Sebastian Ajo and the rest of the guys there, and obviously uh, the preseason darling New Jersey Devils who have done absolutely nothing this year. But the Flyers were kind of that backburner team, and, and nobody really gave them a fair shot, and they're silencing a lot of their doubters right now and making a legit case to, uh, to be a, a strong contender in this year's playoffs. Yeah, and, and again, you know, anytime you can uh, you can make the playoffs and the hockey is dumb, uh, the Blues last year at this stage of the season, I don't think many people would have had them as their, uh, their Stanley Cup champions. So, you know, uh, more than any other sport, if you just make the playoffs in hockey, you, you have a legitimate chance, and um, hopefully the Flyers can do some of the same this year. Yeah, just keep winning, get in, and uh, make some noise because we'd love to finally be able to cover playoff hockey on this damn podcast because – it's been a long time since we've been able to watch legit playoff hockey, um, and this Flyers team is just a lot of fun to watch. You know, Carter Hart's doing his thing, um, and this team kind of just seems to be connecting on all levels, whether it's on the ice, off the ice, 
Um, they genuinely are playing with a swagger that is reminiscent of the fun flyers that we've come to know, you know, throughout the years. I mean, they're scoring tons of goals too. You know, like yeah. it's you know this. Yeah, it's not like they're just grinding out results here. Like this is a an exciting team to watch. Second most goals in the Met, yeah. only behind the Capitals. I mean, that's 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 a lot. <laughs> it's it's really impressive. So, um, and and especially when you consider just how difficult you know this this division is. So, um, very proud of of our Flyers and how they're playing. Shout out to Ryan. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the games that the Flyers have coming up, like we said, the the home and home with the Rangers, the Capitals coming up next Wednesday, and then uh, the Hurricanes are in town on Thursday. Wayne Simmons comes to town on Saturday with the Sabres, and then you've got the Bruins uh, on Tuesday, March 10th, and then on the 12th of March, you go back down to Tampa, where that was the last time the Flyers have lost a game. So hopefully, you know, the way they're playing with these new additions, they can kind of piece it together and, and go through a nice little gauntlet stretch here with some very good teams like the Capitals, Hurricanes, Bruins, and Lightning and and come out with some quality wins and keep adding to this point total. Yeah, I mean, you might see this as a gauntlet stretch. You might also see this as an opportunity to stake your claim at the top yeah. of the division. Um, it's it's totally doable. You know, all the teams that are around you are that, you know, Lightning, you know, top of another division. Like, you, you have a chance here to really beat very good teams and, you know, help your own way and in your own path to having a better seat in the playoffs, which could obviously be important. And uh, just like with the Sixers, you know, home ice could be crucial to the Flyers when you consider just how great they're playing at home. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's just funny that the Wells Fargo center has become this like fortress for every <laughs> team that plays there. Uh, and they, you know, it's just kind of night and day a little bit. Um, Flyers obviously faring a little better on the road than the Sixers are. That's just because they have a pulse whereas the Sixers are, you know, brain dead upon arrival yeah. every time, but um, very excited for the Flyers. Uh, tomorrow, NFL Combine starts. We'll have a ton of stuff coming out from the Combine. Make sure you guys are following our guy at Miles Sheet on Twitter. We uh, we have some things in the works with Connor um, in terms of just NFL coverage, and uh, make sure you're following our guys at Fourth and Goal USP. Their uh, their rebrand is coming, and uh, I'm very excited about it. We Worked on a, a few things to get this new logo and, and branding for them as they are now full-blown part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family as our fantasy football providers. Um, so make sure you're following them on Twitter and subscribe to their podcast. And uh, March 5th, if you guys are around, make sure you RSVP for it. Uh, our guy John Barchard is holding the first ever uh, podcast and beers event at the Conchahawken Brewing Company. Um, Going to be a lot of fun. Uh we will be there just hanging out. It's kind of just an event for people that are looking to get into podcasting. If you've been in it for, you know, a little bit like us, um, or if you just want to kind of hang out and, you know, be around some really cool people. Um, it's John Barchard's pin tweet at John Barchard, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And make sure you guys also RSVP for the Mike Scott Hive tailgate that's going down on March 21st. Um, it is the pin tweet. Uh, on the Mike Scott Hive Twitter at Mike Scott underscore Hive, Deer Park hooking us up. It is official that you're going to be hydrated by our friends at Deer Park uh, at the tailgate to help celebrate Sixers Adams' birthday, and um, we're going to be a big part of it. So make sure you guys RSVP for that. It's going to be a fun night, um, hanging out with some really awesome people, uh, celebrating the Sixers and Sixers Adams' birthday as he can finally legally cover a Sixers game. Um, but I think that's all we got for you guys tonight. It's a Survivor night. So if you guys watch Survivor, tweet at us because we want to bring the Survivor community, uh, you know, to the forefront as well. You know, we're big Survivor people. James Seltzer, friend of the show, uh, also a big Survivor person. So we always, you know, try to shoot the shit about Survivor uh, after the show and all that good stuff. So if you watch Survivor, tweet at us at Underground PHI. Uh, at Matt Castarina at KBICZL311 and make sure you're following us on Instagram as well at Underground PHI. And if you guys are in the South Jersey area, I know we've been kind of light on the Twitter content recently. Uh, it's because I'm part of the production team for Buna Regional High School's uh, musical that they're putting on, uh, Hairspray. It's going to be a fantastic show. So if you're in the area, come see this show. These kids are beyond talented. Uh, and I'm very fortunate to be able to get to work with them. Um, it opens tomorrow night, runs 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get your tickets at showticksforyou.com, uh, or you can buy them at the door. It's 12 bucks, and it's well worth the price of admission. Um, that's all we got, though, so make sure uh, you guys check out our sponsors, too. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot. We'll be back at Ducharms uh, for the foreseeable future now. We set up some future dates uh, that will be at Ducharms doing the show. Make sure you check them out. They've got the best sneaker selection in the South Jersey area, best apparel uh, for your Philly sports teams. Bryce Harper jerseys on deck. They've got Eagles gear, Sixers gear, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. They support us. You should go support them. Uh, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall. Like we said, guys, they're running that insane promo at our friends at Bob Novick Automall that you need to take advantage of because it's running until April 30th. Um, alignment special for $59.95, tire balance special, plus weights, $29.95, and a buy one, get one oil change that includes a free tire rotation. Uh, it's their spring special. Call for an appointment, 856-451-0095, or check them out online at bobnovicgm.com. Let them know that we sent you. Tax season, get your taxes done with Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC. And get your teeth cleaned at the Dental Wellness Center of Island. Make sure that smile is bright and shining. And uh, like we said, check out our design tree storefront. Use the promo code SPRING20 for 20% off your entire order. It's absolutely madness. Go check them out and uh, rock your favorite pod merch uh, on the market. We'll be back on Saturday talking about hopefully a Sixers win. Hopefully uh, talking about some more Flyers wins. Phillies news and updates and anything that we see come out of the combine we'll keep you guys updated so for everybody here at underground sports philadelphia for matt i'm kyle this has been episode number 214 and we are signing off peace